Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson, and uh, you found us in our cave talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like they found us and then we started talking. Like, they came in right at the right time if they wanted to hear us talking about things. This is very fortuitous. Imagine actually starting an episode, but not starting to record until like five minutes in and then just, just releasing it like like normal. Like, oh, oh, hey, oh, you just came in in the middle of our conversation. <laughs> Didn't expect you today. Yeah. What took you so long to show up? You should have been here earlier. Yeah, we had some really hilarious conversations. You missed them. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have yeah. to take our word. They were great. Uh, so how are you doing? Doing well. It's uh, it's nice and stormy here. Yeah, and, weather talk. Uh, and I am stoked about it. I'm, I'm loving the weather. It was We went to a haunted house last night at the old mine shaft, which I think we've brought up a few times yeah. on the show. Like an old arcade from when we were kids. Giant fucking arcade. And uh, it was really cool stepping back into that building and feeling the memories wash over me of how awesome it used to be. I'm so bummed. The closest I got was, you know, a couple of years ago when I actually managed to drive into the parking lot and get up to the building and like look through the windows. That was the closest I'd been in, you know, a couple decades. Man, to actually step in there. I want to do that. Yeah, it was. I can, apparently. It was right. Yeah. I mean, tickets were like 40 bucks. Which is quite a bit. Yeah. That's what's kept me from going in previous years. We only went this time because my uh, my daughter's got a boyfriend, and uh, it seemed to be the only way I was going to get to, to meet him. <laughs> to scare to yourself shitless. Was to invite him to something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a nice guy. So I, you know, I, I, they are uh, they're a, a cute couple. Oh. Junior high, so like holding hands is awkward still. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly how I want it. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it was, the haunted house was fucking cool. The best one was called Merc, and uh, you went like down. M-E-R-C? M-U-R-C. Oh, okay. Like Murky, I'm assuming? I don't know, Murky has a K. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's for like Merca. I don't know. Anyway, it was basically a pitch black maze with people jump scaring you and like dead ends that you'd whack your face into. And uh, it was, it was fucking rad. That one was so fun. <laughs> I don't think I need that in my life. I've got enough sight problems as it is. It'd be good training for the future, John. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh... Oh. <laughs> oh, that wasn't very funny. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I, I don't know if I would do it every year, but uh, I'm glad I did it this year. What about you? Shit, man. I'm breathing. Wow, that's... That is good. Yes, it's not but, a negative. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I've I've just been I've been tired and busy lately, same as usual, you know, working on uh working on this comic and other things. So life life is is good. Is lived. Yeah, yeah. Life is happening. Um I am also stoked about this rain, you know. Last couple of years we haven't really gotten any rain until like after Halloween. So it's nice that that it's hitting early and it's it's hitting hard today. It's good. Yeah. Um but yeah, no. I'm happy to be up here. Oh, uh I finally got in to see gosh damn uh No Time to Die. Oh yeah, nice. So uh stay tuned uh everybody listening to this. Uh at the end of the episode, we are going to give you fair warning and we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. And we're going to have a uh, James Bond No Time to Die discussion. Because 
I've been, you know, I saw it two days ago and normally, you know, we're, we're recording on a Sunday right now. Normally it can, it can be Saturday or it could be Sunday. I saw it on Friday and you had told me that you couldn't record yesterday, Saturday. And I was so pissed all day yesterday because I want to talk about this so bad. Nice. Um, well, I saw it like a week ago. <laughs> so, uh, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, all right. Well, but I mean, we did have some news over the, uh, over the last couple weeks that, uh, that we can talk about. Yeah. I mean, DC fandom happened. I, I did not watch the whole thing. Nah, me either. And for, from all accounts, it was apparently pretty shitty. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like, like bad, like, like people were pissed. They're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Listening to these people, like badly read scripts, introducing things. When all we're doing is sitting here for four hours so we can watch the fucking Batman trailer at the very end of the event. I mean, that's pretty much what I did is I waited for it to end and then went on YouTube and uh, watched all the trailers. Yep. Because that's all that I think, you know, I didn't hear of anything big that came out of it outside of that. Well, they they officially changed uh, Superman's motto. So now it's truth, justice and a better tomorrow. Fuck that American way. I don't know. They hadn't said American way in years. Yeah. You know, so. Woo! Superman news. That's all I got. Why not? (laughs) Have they made Superboy officially like Superman and retired the other Superman, or still they still doing double Superman? Um, still doing double Superman. Yeah, they they haven't gotten rid of Clark. I think he's off planet or something in that book. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with it. I mean, there's tons of flashes. You know why not? There can be two Supermans. Guess. I I don't think they'll ever officially retire Clark. I don't think that would ever happen. That'd be like retiring Bruce Wayne permanently. It's never going to happen. And I guess technically he already had his swan song with uh, All-Star Superman. Yeah. They're probably going to have a hard time topping a send-off. Yeah, and, and he had the the uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow in the 80s oh, yeah. before they reset continuity. Uh, yeah, he's... And they killed him, but that was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. It was fun when I was 10 years old and it was happening. Yeah. But uh, I don't go back off into reading. No. <laughs> um, so let's talk some trailers because we definitely got those at DC Fandom. You want to just start with uh, with the big boy with the pointy ears? Yeah. The Batman. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it was very a lot. A lot of very yellow filters on a lot of things. I'm hoping that's not that the movie's not quite as yellow. I don't know why. Yeah. Everything was yellow. Yeah. It was pretty pretty yellow, pretty orange. Well, it looks like it looks interesting. I mean, it, it didn't really tell me anything new, necessarily. We no. just got more shots of things we already knew, which is kind of cool, but I would like to get those shots in movie form, I think. Yeah, and, and they you know they, they showed the police, con- or open with the police converging on a little diner where that's clearly the Riddler. Have you seen the Riddler's look, like the official look they have for him? Isn't he like his face covered in tape or some shit? Wasn't that supposed to be the Riddler? I think at some theory? point it, there, it is covered in tape, but I think he also has like a mask that almost looks kind of like a like a gimp mask sort of thing. And he like wears glasses over it. I don't know if there's a zipper for the mouth, but it, but it looks kind of leathery. Interesting. Um, and yeah, it covers his whole face. He's got like a big long jacket and like a little patch thing that that has a very like zodiac feel to it but it's got like a question mark in the middle of it so not jim carrey's riddler no definitely not no <laughs> carrey no gorshin but yeah i, I don't know I, th- I think it looks interesting i i don't know if i'm sold on robert pattinson and zoe kravitz you didn't get much out of him in the trailer i mean there's that the one time where he yells at penguin i think it was 
Um, I, I think he's talking to Riddler behind glass. Okay, and it just cuts to a shot of Penguin after that, yeah. maybe? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, so with with Robert Pattinson's Batman and, and Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, like, even though they're, like, our age, for some reason, it they look like some kids playing Batman and Catwoman. I don't know why, they just, they don't seem like grown-up adult people that have done this with their life. I mean, it's supposed to be early in Batman's career, right? I guess it's yeah. supposed to be like year two or something. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I guess I'm just not buying them yet. Uh, yeah. The action looks super cool. Like seeing Batman oh, yeah. in these fight scenes looks fucking amazing. You know, like this is a Batman that can move, which is really fucking cool. When he's taking like fully automatic fire to the chest is maybe a bit much. I don't like a bulletproof Batman. Like, like I get yeah. it. If somebody shoots a handgun at his chest, like he's got Kevlar or something, but it's going to hurt. It's going to leave a bruise. Yeah. But yeah, he is straight up walking right into machine guns. He's walking like Superman. Yeah. I, like, his face doesn't have anything on it. They can just aim up and shoot him in the face. And his mask is even like leather. I'm sure it's reinforced with something for his skull, but like he's got a leather mask in this. It doesn't even look like armor. Yeah. Maybe it's like a dream where he's like, hey, man, it'd be cool if I was bulletproof like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> um, Colin Farrell's Penguin looks great and sounds great. And it doesn't look like Colin Farrell at all. Yeah. Like, holy shit, that makeup. I had a great moment with Angelina after she watched the trailer with me just saying, like, hey, who do you think is under there? I don't even remember who she guessed, but when I told her Colin Farrell, you know, she was a little taken aback. Yeah. I remember when I first heard he was in it and I was like that he was in the first trailer and I was like, who the fuck was he? No, no one looked like Colin Farrell. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hope I hope it's good. I mean, it's still supposed to be like a more detective-centered story, so I'm excited about the story. Nothing in the trailer put me off. Yeah, yeah. But if they came out with another trailer, I might not even watch it, because I think we're bordering on telling me too much at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. About the story, and uh, and, and I'm in. I'm going to watch it, so I don't, I don't need to be sold. They'll get your money. Yeah. Um, well, we also got a... Uh peek at the flash movie yeah speaking of batman in movies yeah yeah we had a i i really liked how it opened up with some music from the original batman movie the the tim burton batman movie you know you're in the mansion and it sort of takes you back there it gives you it gives you the little feels but what do you think of the suit you know like we got we got our first look at the suit uh, it's it's okay i mean the flash's suit's pretty simple mm-hmm. like there's not a lot to it like it's got those glowy lines on it now but uh sure why not i mean yeah there was nothing offensive about it it seemed kind of cgi'd in that like full body shot i bet it is and and i was like i was like that those those are weird like cgi muscles like why why don't they why isn't there like a muscle suit or why why is this shot cgi if it's just you know a character reveal shot i don't know or is it and you know maybe i'm just seeing it wrong i don't know yeah i i mean Everything's CGI, so yeah. And we had a we had a good voiceover uh, by Michael Keaton, you know, talking about all he can do. Like, why is he there? I think it's alluding to the fact that he's there to save his mother, who who was murdered, and his dad's in prison for it. That's kind of the shtick. Um, we did get a first little shot of uh, of other Barry Allen and Supergirl in the in the last little like are you in shot. Yeah. So were you disappointed? that we didn't see more of Michael Keaton in the suit. Like, were you expecting some sort of shot? Because it was a year ago when we got news and concept art 
that I mean, he was going to be they in the didn't suit. really show much of him. They showed what, uh, like the back of his head. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they got to leave something for the movie. Yeah. I think I was more disappointed at the very end when he pulls the tarp off. And it, clearly it's the fucking Michael Keaton Batmobile, but I didn't get to see it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Why not? Like they, they all know the what ball. that is. Yeah. I, I heard this on a, on a different show. I think it was Robert Meyer Burnett talking about it too. Like that exact thing. It's like, we, we all know this is going to be here. So if you're go like, we don't need to be teased anymore. If you, if you want to show it, then show it. And we're going to flip the fuck out and have a great time. But the whole like, oh, like I'm pulling it, it off. Yeah, it's like, why? Yeah, it's what the is, fucking Batmobile. Yeah. What's that accomplishing? Because people who don't know what that is, it means nothing to them. And they're like, wait, what? Am I supposed to be excited about this? What the fuck was that? And then people who are excited for it, you know, don't get what they're, what they're investing in. I don't know. Was it the flash car from the super, was super friends? I don't Didn't know. Did he have a flash, have a flash car? car at some point? I don't know. I know. I know. In Batman: Brave and the Bold, there was a flash car, but I think there wow. was a flash car in one of the old cartoons as well. Which is like, what? Why would he need a car? Oh, is geez. it Flintstone style? Like he puts his feet out of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool if they cut to like a shot of like him running alongside the '89 Batmobile. Yeah, that would have been fucking cool as fuck. Holy shit! And then just like a brief little head turn yeah. from Michael Keaton and inside. He like, yeah, he like turns his whole body and gives him a thumbs up or something. <laughs> that, that's that's too Val Kilmer from Batman Forever in the fucking Batwing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they could keep that out of the movie. Just put it, just shoot it and put it in the trailer. Yeah. Would have been brilliant. CGI at all? I don't give a fuck. Just give me something. <laughs> there was a few other trailers, but nothing really. I mean, Black Adam looked kind of cool. Super short. He kills the fuck out of some dude, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I'm glad that they're going to have him come out swinging. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a brutal character. And I think he they're, they're going to try to do like an anti-hero thing with him eventually. Like, of course, you've got Justice Society members in there, uh, that which I really wish I could have seen like Hawkman's costume or yeah. Dr. Fate's costume. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those two characters a whole lot. You know, I, I want to see what they look like in a big budget feature. Yeah, I've seen them on Smallville. I've seen at least pictures of them on uh, on Stargirl. But like, I, w- I want to see what Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate looks like in a fucking hundred-something million dollar film. It should look pretty fucking cool. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to see that fucking helmet. Oh. I'm assuming that's going to be rated PG-13. They're not going to go rated r on that are they and have him just kill the fuck out of everybody yeah i doubt it you can kill a lot of people in a pg-13 movie oh yeah yeah especially if you're not showing blood yeah if you're you're not actually ripping people in half like you're fine i mean even shazam had some like like angelina and the kid ended up leaving shazam in that like boardroom sequence when those demons came out and started killing everybody oh really yeah i mean it's too much for him huh I mean, my, my, my kid is a giant wuss. We've talked about this, but. Oh, she would not have liked the haunted house. Oh no. Oh, I, I wouldn't even dream of taking her there. She won't go to the Halloween store. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I haven't been to the fucking Halloween store. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah. Fandom. Just like, I, I know last year we did an entire episode on fandom, but it was, it was exciting. You know, it was something new and, and we're, we were starved for convention content. And, uh, yeah, like this year, it just, just seemed like they didn't really do much. It seemed a lot like the trailer where it's like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this thing. And then at the end, they're like, and stay tuned for the Batman trailer. 
You're like, oh, okay, that, that's that's exactly what it was, just on a large scale. Turns out you didn't have to watch any of it. No. You still got the Batman trailer. Yeah. So eat shit. <laughs> Did you see the Uncharted trailer? The no. The Uncharted movie? No. Got, I have zero interest. It should be pretty good, I guess. I don't know. Big budget <laughs> action movie. But uh, it's got Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and uh, uh, Marky Mark. Yeah. As Sully. And uh, and the funky bunch playing the villains. I am just not buying Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. He, no. he just He looks like a, a kid. And he's got that like kid voice and he's still playing Peter Parker as Nathan Drake where he's kind of like awkward and goofy or not goofy but just kind of out of his depth and mm-hmm. and I just, surprised by things yeah, all the time. Yeah, that just doesn't that's not Nathan Drake at all. So uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't played much of the uh the Uncharted series, but oh, you should I feel good. like I know enough of it and I've seen enough of it to where yeah, when when Tom Holland was announced. I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I was like, I, that, that's not who I see from from these video games. And and to be honest, I'm just, I'm not a big Tom Holland fan. I, I just, I, I haven't seen anything that has made me just really invest in him. And you know, like he, he's got the thing he does, and good for him. But you know, Mark Wahlberg, same thing. Like he's yeah. clearly Mark Wahlberg in this movie, and not, you know, it'd be nice if they got actors that could play characters. Yes. <laughs> like I was talking to someone on Twitter and uh, yeah, there were some people that were like, man, Nathan Fillion should have been Nathan Drake. And uh, and I guess there was like a fan film. I meant to check it out. The dudes from Spaghetti Policy sent it to me like a 45 minute fan film that starred Nathan Fillion. Oh, shit. And I, uh, I haven't watched yet, but I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I, they dropped the ball not casting Bruce Campbell as Sully. Yeah. Because that would have would have been great. I, like, I want to see Bruce Campbell in more things. Yeah, and, everything. And he would have done a, a bang-up job. <laughs> and been a lot cheaper than fucking Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Listeners, if you're excited about this, hit us up and tell us why. Call 916-ORC-TURD or, uh, or shoot us an email or find us on, on any of the social medias. I would fully welcome differing opinions on the on the topic. Yeah, tell yeah, me why. You know why? Why you you uh you dig this choice? You know, are are you stoked about to, about starting with somebody young like Tom Holland so you can see them grow into the role of Nathan Drake? I don't know. It's possible. Um, so I've got a, a little bit of news that uh that I think you're going to be excited by, Ben. Oh yeah, you alluded to this beforehand, and I had no no idea what it was. So I sure did. Shit. We uh we've got. The announcement that History of the World Part 2 is going to happen at Hulu. And it looks like it's going to be a mini-series. It, I mean, I can see that. I mean, the original movie had, uh, was like episodic, you know, had like different periods of time. Yeah. That, did, that were not connected. So you could do those as individual episodes. The big question I have is, uh, how involved is Mel Brooks? So Mel Brooks is uh, is executive producing and writing, along with uh, Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Barinholtz, David Stassen, and Kevin Salter, who the last two names, I don't know them. Yeah, but I don't know them either, but the rest of those people are, are funny fucking people. They are funny people. So, um, so uh, it, it yeah. appears it's going to be a, uh, an eight-episode variety series. We got a quote from Mel Brooks, uh, uh, according to, or from an article on Joe, uh, JoeBlow.com. He says, I can't wait to once more tell the real truth about all the phony baloney stories the world has been conned into believing our history. All right. Nice. I mean, I've been wanting for years Mel Brooks to do 
one last thing is the motherfucker's like 92 or yeah. something. He is, uh, he is not a young man. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know if he's an old man anymore. Whatever comes after old man, he's that now. Ancient. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like a, like a Stan Lee, you know, where it's, and it's like Stan Lee is probably somebody I will never get to actually meet. Oh That's yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Almost certainly. But, uh, so yeah, I've been wanting him to, you know, come out and he hasn't done much of anything in a long time because, uh, he's old. He fucking made his nut. He did what he needed to do. And if he doesn't want to do anything, well, fuck it. He's, he's, he's one of the few, fine. uh, EGOT award winner. You're like, he, he's won the, the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar and the Tony. He's an accomplished motherfucker. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to do shit, but, uh. I, I, I'm very happy to hear that he's going to be doing something again. Yep. I will absolutely check it out. You said it's on Hulu? Yeah. Fucking Hulu. Now I got to get Hulu. <laughs> they might have a free trial. Speaking of free trials that I haven't done yet, I, I have not seen Halloween yet because I was going to do the free trial. Have, have you watched it? Um, I did. And Peacock does not have a free trial. Those cocksuckers. Peacock suckers. Yeah. Um, Pea-covered but... cocksuckers. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, that was the right thing to say, but boy, was that gross. Um, no, but it, at least it's only $5 to sign up for a month. Yeah, I just got to remember to cancel it. Yeah, put it on your calendar. Um, I, yeah, Angelina found a, uh, found a show she likes on there. So hopefully, you know, I, I told her, let me know when she's done watching the season so I can cancel it. So is it worth five bucks? I guess this is the only question I have. I don't want to know too much more than that, but is, is it worth the five bucks? I would not pay five bucks to see it again, but for one viewing, sure. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it appropriately on my priorities list then. Yeah, yeah. If I get to it before Halloween, I'll get to it. If not, uh, I'll probably see it some other day. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I think suffice it to say, it's earned its mixed reviews. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would really love for somebody else to see that movie so I could talk to somebody about it. But, you know, I, I had two movies I needed to see. I, I had um, uh, No Time to Die and Halloween Kills because I had an episode of with Gorley and Rust on Halloween Kills waiting for me. And I had an episode of James Bonding waiting for me uh, wow. with No Time to Die. So I got to scratch both of those itches. And you got a third one because we both got to watch Dune because that's our next episode. Yeah. And I've, I've already heard some opinions on it too. Oh, I've, I've been completely avoiding everything. Like I saw some headlines. I was like, Nope, I'm, I don't want to know shit before I watch Good. this movie. Good. Yeah. Cause you, you listened to the entire book, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I eventually hit a point where I realized I wasn't going to get through it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to have a Dune super fan on in, uh, in George from the movie seller. Yep. And you've, you know, checked out the book. I'm just going to watch the new movie. I'm going to watch the 84 movie and I'm going to try to fit in the sci-fi series because I've heard the sci-fi series was actually pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I've never saw that one. I got to try and watch that too. No, no, no. You can leave that, leave that for me. Just for you? Yeah. All right. Wait, are you going to watch the 84 flick? Maybe. I've seen it before. Let me know what you're not going to watch so I can consume that and then, and then I can actually bring something to the table. Otherwise, I'll just, I'll just fucking take a week off. Jeez, I've, I've got nothing to add. If we've got a super fan and somebody who's read the book and seen everything, you got anything else? What do you got? Uh, I mean, I guess the only other thing is uh, they they formally announced the GTA Definitive Edition. Oh with, shit! Uh, GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas all together. Uh, it, they've been remastered. There's a little trailer. It's it's fairly short, but I I like they they kept. Pretty much the same models. So everyone, 
they're, they're slightly fewer polygons, but they're like much high, better high resolution textures, but they still kind of, they feel exactly the same yeah. as the original characters, which I like. You know, it's funny when you mentioned before the show the, that you had that topic, I was like, oh yeah, I saw a headline for that somewhere. And then as you were talking about the trailer, I was like, oh shit, I watched the trailer. I think I was just pretty hammered <laughs> the other night. Or maybe not so hammered. I don't know. I was drunk and exhausted. And I remember seeing that and starting to, like, I remember seeing like a, like a, a wipe. wipe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. I want to go back and play some pretty Vice City. Holy shit. Yeah, it comes out on the 11th of November, so fairly soon. It's 60 bucks though. I don't know if I'm going to spring 60 bucks for some games that I played a decade ago. Fuck. But uh, I will wait until it's like 25 bucks on sale, and then I'll absolutely pick that shit up. Yeah, if, if they gave me the option to buy individually, you know, the games for 20 bucks each, I would pay 20 bucks for Vice City. Yeah. I almost paid 20 bucks for like the... Uh, for san andreas on xbox one you know but but in, even that wasn't a remaster it was just like oh i can play it on my system so that'd be pretty cool but yeah i don't i don't think i I need to drop 60 bucks on that i mean i imagine they put a lot of time into it because they had to like port it all over into the new engine and whatnot but i mean 60 bucks is uh like that's more than you'd pay for red dead 2 or gta 5 right now but i mean those are i guess they're old but these are older kind of <laughs> i don't know it, it seems high i had originally heard that it was going to be 70 bucks and i was like fuck off yeah that ten dollar jump there really makes a difference when all, when you're like oh the, I'm, I'm paying more than what i've been used to paying for a new game for the past you know 15 years eat yeah. shit and this just means gta 6 is even farther away that <laughs> did put it in perspective uh the other day when or not the other day but i think it was in our gta episode when i was talking about buying a shark card or 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 maybe even just yeah. joining back up on, on onto gta online you're like that's why we're not getting a gta 6 it's like oh fuck it mentioned it's a 45 gigabyte install i don't know if you have to install all three games or if you can install one at a time i'd be really stupid if you did have to yeah because you're not going to play all three of them at the same time. No. They're big games. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about all I had to talk about other than the uh, the big boy. Yeah. So, um, folks, we're going to talk about James Bond. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want things to be spoiled, um, thank you for joining us today. You can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias at Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can also call us at 916-ORC-TURD, 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. The letters are on the numbers on your phone. Just uh, figure it out. <laughs> if you have any interest in seeing this movie and not be, if you're like, I don't know, I, mean, I might not mind if it's spoiled. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. Watch the movie. If yeah. it hasn't been spoiled yet and you have a chance of watching it without it being spoiled, you should uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah, big things happen. On that note, James Bond. So, No Time to Die. I have I have purposely stayed very neutral in my uh in my communications with you. Like yeah, what here. Like I what, did not want to impart anything on you about this. Yeah. One. Like well, I mean, you did say one thing that that got my brain going, but it but it didn't actually spoil anything, but the fact that you were so concerned about things getting spoiled. I was just like, wow, this is fucking big. But like, I purposely, when I got out of the theaters, like just said like, just saw Bond, 
I've got things to say or something like yeah. that. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to save every <laughs> ounce of it for the show. Yeah. Cause, because uh, watching it, I like at the end, I was like, I am shocked. This wasn't spoiled for me. Like, yeah. And I'm stoked that it wasn't like the internet is such a piece of shit with like letting things slip. And I was watching it, you know, what, a week and a half after it come out. I was like, yeah, I can't believe some dickhead on the internet didn't say something about this. Yeah. That's cool. So overall, I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I loved this flick. I think what a lot of people have been saying is totally accurate, that it is a fantastic James Bond movie, but it falls, you know, below Casino and Skyfall, but above Quantum and Spectre. Yeah. And, you know, I, I understand where an opinion like Mason's uh, comes in where he's like, I know those I know those other two movies are better, but I enjoyed this one more. Um, I, I can understand that I have, I need to see it again to analyze it because, yeah, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but one thing that it did was it just tugged at my heartstrings. Like it, it was like the perfect amalgamation of what I love about James Bond and what I love about Daniel Craig, James Bond, and just brought it all together. Like it was all uh, you know, I, I, of course I listened to the fucking James Bonding podcast, but like they, they said, you know, that it was, it was more heart than head. And I was like, that is true. It it was, which is a bit, which is a bit of a departure from James Bond in general. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was a fitting end to Craig's Bond. Absolutely. It was a good finale for his series. And, and I think it falling right in the middle of quality is about right too. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would have preferred it to be the best one, of <laughs> course, but it's fitting that uh, it's kind of right in the middle of a of a of a run that was, you know, sometimes really really good and sometimes not. Yeah, and you know, with the idea that Daniel Craig's James Bond movies had plot lines that carried through, like that that was something that you know was never really done before, and you know, like you were saying, like they they capped it off so well to where they they gave Daniel Craig's Bond closure on all of these dangling threads yeah and and i like that to a degree but i i think i mean the movie's long yeah it's almost three hours long and i think part of that was they were like we need to tie up all the loose ends and i think that made it a little longer and maybe necessarily they didn't need to do that um i don't know well, I, i'm not sure like, i think what i said about the runtime was it went by quickly. Like I, I was entertained the whole time. Like yes. it didn't feel long at all. The length didn't hurt it necessarily, but I don't know if it helped it. I think they probably could have cut 30 minutes out of that movie and it, and it wouldn't have been any worse. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have compressed things. Yeah. It was kind of cool seeing Felix Leiter again, but other than showing up to kill him, he didn't really need that. That whole subplot piece didn't really need to be there necessarily. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if that, if that whole scene was something that was plugged in later because, okay. So, so James Bond, shit, I don't think we need to do a play by play. We're no. not doing an entire episode on it. So when he has to go on this mission to Cuba for the CIA and you know, that's also the scene that Anna de Armas is in. Well, oh, I guess that wouldn't have been plugged in because that's the whole crux of the fucking specter blow yeah, birthday to, party. He's got to go to Cuba. I mean, that was pretty fucking awesome. They just kill off Spectre entirely. I mean, well, yeah, speaking more of or less yeah, entirely. Wrapping up loose ends. Yeah. Spectre's yeah. dead. Blowfield's dead. Yep. Felix Leiter's dead. Hey, like, guess what? 
James Bond's dead. Yes. <laughs> I mean, fucking Christ, so, man. I didn't do a, uh, a a Avengers Endgame thing where I'm just like, fuck it, whatever, spoilers. But yeah, fucking, they had the balls to kill off James Bond. Yeah. And in did. 25 movies that had never been done, like, and he is without a doubt dead. Oh, yeah. yeah like, there's... missiles blew him up. Yeah, he's fucking turbo dead. Yeah. It, like, like, when it was getting to that point in the movie, you know, like, after he got the MacGuffin on his face... Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and he's like climbing up. He's like, got he's, the doors had closed again. He's got to go open them. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they going to kill James Bond? Because it looks like they're planning on killing James Bond. He looks like he's. Yeah. It looks like he's not going to get out of here. Like once he's talking to Madeline, you're like, oh, he, he knows he's not getting out of here too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, are they, is he going to do something spectacular? No. Like, is there going to be a helicopter with a rope ladder that, that drops down really quick at the last second? Nah. Like, I wasn't even thinking that. Like once he, once like you saw the blood dropping, I'm like, okay, they're, they're at least pointing in this direction. He's bleeding a lot. His fucking unceremonious, like doesn't even look Saffin in the face after that and just fucking blasts him, you know, takes him right down. Um, and then climbs to the top, I, you know, like once I saw that there was no helicopter there on the helic on the helipad or something, I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. Here we go. Like, this is, this is interesting. Interestingly enough though, I didn't really feel anything in the moment. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, that fits, I, I, guess. I, I guess they're killing James Bond, but I'll tell you what, man, there was the, the little, uh, the little epilogue with. Everybody in M's office, you know, sharing a toast to James yeah. Bond or to James. I love that they called him James, but not Bond or 007. Like it was so much more personal. They're like, you know, for James. And I was like, oh, he was like, he was a real person. Toast the little empty glass. You know, yeah. The, or not empty glass. The, the glass, his glass. Yeah. And then when it cut to uh, Madeline and Matilde, who... Hey, there's the other big thing. James Bond is also a father in this. There's a first. When she's saying, you know, that that like uh that, you know, I want to tell you a story about a man named Bond, James Bond, and that fucking Louis Armstrong Glog damn it, I'm getting emotional right now. Yeah. Like when when Louis Armstrong's We Have All the Time in the World starts playing, I cried. Like I'm about to right now. Nice. Like this is so dumb. But like I felt so stupid sitting in the theater at the end of a James Bond movie crying. I remember when I was younger, you know, cause that, that song to, to those who don't know, uh, comes straight from honor majesty's secret service, uh, which was the, the George Lazenby movie and, uh, where James Bond gets married. And in the end, his, uh, his wife is murdered and that's his line there. Like, you know, we have all the time in the world and which that line popped up in the beginning of the movie yes. too. Yeah. And he also said it when he was saying goodbye to her saying you have all the time in the world. You're like, oh, um, but all the emotions of that flooded back into me, you know, like I remember when I was a kid and I first saw that, like it, it hit me hard. I was like, holy fuck. Like James Bond actually married someone and loved someone. And then she and just she's gets murdered. fucking mowed down. Yep. Yeah. And, um, man, like it, it was, yeah, I felt really stupid, but a James Bond movie made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that, that was something that was a thread throughout the entire movie, which, okay. So jumping to something that I really liked was the callbacks yeah. to, to old James Bond. Like we have all the time in the world when they're on a road in Italy, which I guess the, the one in honor majesty's secret service was in Portugal. So it wasn't, it wasn't the same road, but when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, is that, is that the same? Like it, it feels the same. 
And um, and then there was also when uh, when Bond was talking to M after their little argument when they're like out on the on the river, the theme from Honor Majesty's Secret Service was woven in all all oh, light. I didn't and I, I personally really love that uh, that theme, and also the Louis Armstrong thing. It's on a record I have, and I, I fucking love it. And then the fact that uh, that Safin has a Garden of Death, which was from Blofeld uh, had a had a Garden of Death in You Only Live Twice, mm-hmm. and like the whole island fortress base, like fuck I mean, yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, that's straight up like I don't want to say cliche, but like that's that's um, what's the other word I'm looking for stereotypical um yeah anyway yeah that's like that's like bond standard yeah they've you know super villains got an island base with missile silos and yeah poison garden like yeah that's that's exactly what a bond villain should have and you know even the the safin character and the island base and like the, even the the um design of it felt really classic you know um Shit, why can't I remember the the old designer name? Oh shit, I even said it in the Bond episode. Uh I can't remember. But the guy who uh who did those those early Bond movie designs, you know, like his his cool evil fortress. Yeah, and the shit. and the set design for the Adams family. Yeah, for Adams Family Values. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I could look it up. I've got I've got a phone right here, but it's nah, whatever. You know, it was it was all very reminiscent, and the character of Safin, like there was all that speculation: is he Doctor No? And it seems like I, I mean I don't know if if at any point they thought to make him Doctor No, but the signs that are pointing to that or that are reminiscent of that are undeniable. You know, like like the just everything that's been called out. You know, like the mask that he wears and No Time to Die. Just yeah, I don't know the the weird like radiation suits and everybody running around yeah. the, the base like that you know like it seemed very retro his character though i think left a little bit to be desired as far as a villain goes like i didn't really understand his motivations or what the like i like i really liked how he started like him the, how the movie starts you know where he's it has him come into the house and he's there for vengeance and he fucking kills her, her mom and mm-hmm. she plunges through he saves her and you're like okay this guy's he's got an interesting bit of backstory going on there that's yeah. cool but then once he kills all of specter and blofeld's dead what the fuck is he doing yeah he had like a, a good character build up a good motivations about halfway through the movie and then it's just like generic evil guy going to kill millions like why who's he planning on killing what what is his aim? Like they, they pull up a screen where it's like, oh no, look at these projections. He's going to kill millions of people. Who's he killing? Yeah. Like he, he has the ability to target whoever he wants. And it kind of went evenly around the world. Is he just planning on thinning population? Is yeah. He, is and he planning on killing everybody with Genghis Khan's gene? Because there's a lot of those out there. <laughs> yeah. He had some like, so like one line about, about thinning something or like, you know, just that it seemed like population control, but it was one brief little line in, in a whole, like it seemed like it was more important that there was a weapon that could do that than, you know, what the weapon was going to be used for. Yeah, but it was, like, imminently planned to be used. Yeah. So they... Sh- They're, like, shipping it out from the base. I feel like they should have... You know, he had his point, like, where him and Bond meet and where he does... He could do his monologue and explain what he wants so to do. So great. Uh, but he didn't explain what he wants to do. Yeah. He didn't explain, yeah, what, it, what he was going to do and why he was going to do it. It was more about... See, and, and that that is 
a perfect example of the head over heart mentality. It's like that scene was all about James Bond, you know, it being confirmed that Matilde was his daughter and to see what he would do to to uh, save her. You know, or, or yes. you know, like, like it, it was all, it was all about, about bond then. And I love that once he pulls out the gun, fucking Safin and the kid like drop through, uh, yeah, through the floor. Cool. Oh, that was so great. And it closes up. Also Safin's weird obsession with Madeline. Yeah. I don't know why that was even, the, it was just, it was kind of like, kind of there, kind of not like he mentions he loves her, but it uh, also, they look like they're the same age. I don't know. I don't know what the age thing was there because she was like 10 when he saved her. And uh, yeah, and he had to have been, you know, at at least 18. Yeah. Because like, you he know, his family person. was killed by Mr. White, Madeline Swan's dad, when he was a child. So he clearly like grew up, got a got a weird vengeance streak in him, got some skills, got a scarred face somehow. I think that was from the poisoning that that oh, was that, it? that that almost killed him. Oh, okay. they mentioned something about that. Oh, okay, cool. Um, there, there. I did have to pee at one point, but I felt like I left at a at a reasonable time when people were just talking. So that might have that might have happened in that uh, in that minute and a half. But yeah, I, I didn't understand why they they why they even put that in there as far as like him having some sort of obsession with her, other than to give him a reason to take her. Yeah, and. It, all it would have taken was a, a few lines of of motivation, you know, dialogue where it's like if he said something about how like he wanted to build a family or something because his family was taken from him. So yeah, you know, because he he did he did have that line with James, sorry, James Bond, 007, um, about you know like like when when he was just talking about their their similarities and saying like you know talking about um. fuck i can't remember the line but something like leaving you know having something to leave behind or something about legacy you know referring to children and it's like okay you know like yeah he's clearly never gonna have children so if he's in love with madeline and she has a child like okay he's gonna take them as his own family i get that but then he was just gonna give up the kid yeah he didn't seem to give a shit about the kid which was weird i mean he mentioned something in their like first meeting about how like when you save someone's life you own them or something like that yeah but I mean, I don't know, his motivations were very murky for me. I didn't understand what he was doing. The only thing I understood was him wanting to wipe out Spectre and Blofeld. Yeah. Outside of that, I had no idea why he was doing anything that he was doing. And uh, like, it didn't bother me while I was watching it as much. Like there was a couple times where I was like, wait, what? what is he doing and why? But the movie moved on and it was entertaining. So I moved on with it. Yeah. But thinking about it afterwards, it was just like... Wait, wait, what the fuck was the, who was this guy? And what, what, I don't know. They seem like they missed a, a, some opportunities. I liked Rami Malek's portrayal. Like, I think he did a good job playing a Bond villain. Like, I mean, he had like you know, the Dr. No style cadence. <laughs> yeah. He had, he had an accent. He <laughs> and, had, and, uh, and he's, he's kind of like slow and, you know, like I could see him saying like, I expect you to die. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, uh, well, it'll be interesting when I when I see the movie a second time to see if the the lack of motivation or the the underwriting of uh, of Safin, uh, Lucifer Safin, by the way, yeah, right? wow, um, <laughs> bothers me because I you know I, I've thought about it and for some reason I'm it doesn't bother me like it's just like 
I feel like that's what the movie was. It was it was where the movie was telling me, you know, don't worry about this so much because that's that's not what that's yeah. not the story we're telling. Like this is happening in the background. He probably has a motivation, but you know, this has nothing to do with what James Bond is is trying to stop. Like James Bond is trying to save the woman he loves and his daughter and I mean it's so ass backwards as far as James Bond movies go, but you know, they made it so entertaining that I, that I was in and that I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm just like, all right, that's, that's fine. He's got his motivations. I don't have to worry about it, Yeah. but we'll see once I see it a second time. I mean, it, like I said, it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie yeah. in the moment. So that's good. Um, let's see. So what are, what are some things that I, that I, I, I wrote down a lot of notes. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> um, so I guess one thing we can address is like one of the things that a lot of people were and the the first trailer did no uh did nothing but pour gasoline on the fire was the you know there was a lot of i don't want to say controversy but i think it was fanboy underwear bunching about the replacement you know nomi being a replacement 007 oh and, yeah and all, like the early <laughs> speculation that they were gonna retire james bond and all this stuff and and all of that was for absolutely nothing a bunch of horse shit i i thought the way they they played her coming into it and they're like a little bit of a rivalry mm-hmm. and and how he handled it because uh he didn't seem she seemed all kinds of insecure and bugged about it about him being the old 007 coming he didn't seem to give a shit no it, no. it was just like water off a duck's back man their their relationship was great was because wonderful. they they could have pushed it harder and gone overboard with it but they didn't it was just just a little bit, just a little snippy and, and you know, just, just, uh, you know, a little teeth grindy or something. You know, like she, she can come out on top, but so can he. And it's, it's very, it's very fun to watch that, to watch, you know, especially a female counterpart, like somebody who's skilled enough to, to be a part of, you know, to be a double O secret yeah. agent. Like she is his equal, you know, but, but, but it is, it is fun to watch, like to watch him, you know, Kind of not toy with her, but you know, just just sort of just sort of needle a little bit, you know, just just a little smirk at her. Sounds like ah, motherfucker. Like when when he gets to go into M's office and and Money Penny stops uh, uh, knew me or know me from going in there. It's uh, it's fun. Well, and then by the end of the movie, they both have a healthy respect for one another. Yeah, you know, like I mean, they realize you know that they're in this together and that they're not competing, and they and they go kick ass on the island and. I, th- I thought it was handled really well. I, th- I thought it was a, a, v- a good dynamic to have in the movie. Yeah. And yep. it wasn't at all the thing that uh, people were wringing their hands over. Oh, boy. When yeah. the first And the first trailer made it look like it was something totally different. Like, I mean, they, they made it look like she was just going to be dunking on James Bond the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know if they changed anything. Or <laughs> after the response to that, because it did not have a positive response. They had plenty of time to if they were going to re-edit, but I, I don't think so. I, it, I think it, it looked like it was meant to be this way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because I, I was trying to think of, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge coming in and doing a, uh, a pass on the script in the end there. Like, like I, I bet it was always meant to be like that, because if anything, you would fear that that it would go the opposite direction if they brought in a new voice. I think there was some parts where you could that that felt a little awkward like the when he first meets um the girl in uh Havana. Yeah, like, Anna de Armas. <laughs> what, what, what was her character's name? Uh, uh, uh I don't know. I, I I didn't know she had a name. No, it was uh it was Paloma. 
Paloma, that's right. But yeah, mm, when he, she, I love that drink too. Mm. But like uh, when when he first meets her and like the whole you know like oh I've had three days of training it's kind of like and there's the, just a couple jokes in there that like yeah I think those those feel like they were slipped in there like it's a change in tone yeah or they I mean they they weren't bad but they just didn't feel the same they felt different than the yeah. tone of the rest of the movie well a lot of people bitched that she didn't have enough to do in the flare that that her role in the movie was was too short and for me it's like. No, that's, that's perfect. Like you don't, you don't always have a bond girl going through the entire movie. Like, I mean, you, we've already got the love interest, which is Madeline Swan and, and James Bond isn't going to go around banging a bunch of other chicks. Like not this James Bond. Yeah. And then we've also got a, a female lead in, uh, Nomi's 007. Like, and she's the one that makes sense to be accompanying him on most of the rest of the mission. Yeah, like Paloma's role was exactly what it should have been. Like she she was an agent for this little mission in Cuba and we're done. Yeah, for the CIA who wasn't involved yeah, after like, this. I get it. Uh, Ana de Armas is fucking gorgeous. Like she is tops. Oh man. Ooh, I am I am yes. <laughs> that 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 woman She's a lovely woman. She yeah, she is captivating. Yeah, but I mean, her role didn't didn't need to be any. It shouldn't have been anything more. So, yeah. and I was a bit confused at first when she met, like where she she acts very awkward and saying like she like she she just got out of training and you know she forgets stuff when she's under pressure, and then like ten minutes later she's dual wielding fucking Uzis and beating the shit out of everybody mm, with those so, slits up there so her legs can. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, at first I was like. <laughs> Uh, okay, that doesn't seem like she's just out of training. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe she was just joking with James Bond when she said those things, just kind of screwing with him. Yeah, maybe. I don't or know. maybe once once pressure goes on, you go into autopilot, and you know yeah, you, go, you can't overthink things. <laughs> um, so another thing that that we were led to believe was the idea that so the trailers were definitely pushing the idea that uh, Madeline Swan was possibly you know like a traitor or that she yes. betrays james bond and in the beginning of the movie like they they set it up like that did you fall into that did you think that she had set james bond up i didn't no i i, I got the impression that uh i don't know i just it, it didn't seem like the way she was reacting to everything didn't seem like she knew what was going on yeah that uh, i mean she might have been used to set him up but i didn't think she had a part in it yeah, because James Bond was certain that, that she'd fucked him up. I think for me, it was like when they were in the middle of that, that, uh, the chasing. Oh, geez. By the way, that fucking car chase. We'll get right back to that. Yeah. Um, when the people are shooting at the car and they're shooting directly at her, you know, like I'm, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. She's genuinely scared. And then also when he puts her on the train and she's like tracking him and like trying to keep up and she's sad and like, Oh yeah, when 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 the doors are closing and she holds, she holds her, her stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, telegraphing there. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Okay, yeah. got it. That's the international movie symbol for pregnant. Yeah, for me, I was I was like, you know what? I don't think she, I don't think she's a traitor. But but they made they made such a a big deal in the trailers about about like her having secrets and you know, so I was like, okay, maybe she's doing something against her will, you know, but. I don't know, like, like it didn't, it didn't feel so much like she had betrayed him. Like, like it wasn't so obvious as with like Vesper. Yeah. What, what I thought 
when because when they because they made a big deal at the very beginning there about her secrets and his secrets and whatnot yeah. when he was going to see Vesper, which again, I mean, I guess he's still broken up about Vesper, but I mean, I yeah, I did like that. Seems, I miss you moment, and that was it. It seems awkward to take your new girlfriend to your old girlfriend's grave, I guess. But uh, I don't know. James Bond does what he wants. <laughs> But with all the secret talk, I was thinking maybe she, you know, the dude at the beginning is you don't know who he is. I thought maybe like he saved her life and then raised her from there. And, yeah. and so she was working for him or he had some sort of influence over her. But then it turned out that uh, she never saw him again until he walked into her thing. Like when, she, when he walked in and they like kind of explained who he was, I was like, okay, so clearly that theory was wrong. Yeah, it was like the mask. And you're like, oh shit. Oh. Oh, now I know who you are. It's like, oh, yeah, wow. And she didn't. So that means you haven't been in any sort of contact. So, yeah, I, I wasn't. So I, I wasn't really sure what her involvement may or may not have been other than someone dropping her name and pissing James Bond off. Yeah. Like, was that her involvement? Was that the entirety of it? Was that like, was it just a red herring that Blofeld f- fed to Bond? Yes. Because, I mean, jumping up to that to that Blofeld scene, like. I personally, I love the back and forth where like, you know, Bond gets to come in and just be like, like, man, you're, you're big plot to kill me. Boy, did that backfire, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) Eat shit. Ha ha ha. But then Blofeld being able to say like, oh yeah, guess what? That, that grave blowing up, eh, she had nothing to do with it. Like, I just knew what that would do to you and I fucked you over so fucking bad. So how about you eat some of that shit, James? <laughs> like I, that, that moment was great for me. It was delicious. You know, cause it was like, like, you know, he's already got trust issues because he was in love with somebody and they betrayed him and it was a big fucking deal clearly because it's carried throughout all these movies. And then just knowing that even though this woman was begging him you know that like they were in love and she was begging him to trust her he couldn't do it and she was innocent all along oh woof oh i liked i liked that moment um but getting back to the car scene like seeing that fucking aston martin like fuck yeah with the little switchboard he's using gas he's using explosive little little jacks that he drops yeah. yeah fucking gatling guns it's yeah. i was so happy to see that I, lo- I love when she's begging him. He's just like, James, please. And he's just like sitting there like thinking about what he wants to do mm-hmm. while the car is just getting pummeled and dude like walks up and he's, you know, eyeball dude. Yeah. And he's just bap, 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 shooting right into the window. It's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And I really wish I hadn't seen in a trailer that moment when, when, yeah. when she looks at him and, and he looks and nods and says, okay. And then that's when he, when he fucking kicks into high gear and. And fucks everybody up. But uh, that was a great, like, half hour long cold open between the uh, the two scenes. You know, the the flashback and then the uh, the chase. Yeah, the whole kind of cold open, I, I guess it's a, would be a cold open. It was kind of long, I mean. It was a long, hot open. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it was after that scene where the, uh, where the Billie Eilish forgettable song came in with the, uh, with the titles. I don't know. I didn't care for that song. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the best, but I don't think it was one of the worst. Definitely either. not. Like it was. It, it's. It's an acceptable Bond song. It was. Yeah. It, I think, like I said, it's not memorable. Yeah. Yeah. For either being bad or good, it exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of music, like I've already touched on, you know, well, we had Hans Zimmer doing the score. Yeah. Which I didn't remember. 
Like, I know I'd heard that before, but I had totally forgotten that Hans Zimmer was doing the score. And, you know, we we talked about him weaving in old themes, which was great. Problem I had with this, I mean, I think the score, other than that stuff, was pretty forgettable, other than when they are in uh, in Safin's lair in the end, there's like a, there's like a score that's doing like a dun, 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 and I was sitting there listening to it, I was like, this sounds like fucking Dark Knight, like the end of Dark Knight. <laughs> when he when he's going after Joker, I was like, this guy is fucking ripping dark to the point to where like as the notes were coming on the first line through, I was like, oh, it's going to go to this note next. And it did. And it did that like three times until it finally veered away from the Dark Knight formula. So afterwards, when I when I heard again that it was Hans Zimmer, I was just like, fuck, like he's already been accused of biting his own stuff, just like Jerry Goldsmith or no, uh, Jamie Horner. But or John Williams. <laughs> fuck you. He's <laughs> he's the best. No, but. It, 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 I don't know. It, it didn't fit for me. It was, it was too Hans Zimmery, too Batman-y. And, uh, I mean, it didn't stick out anywhere to me, but I'm not, I don't have the same ear that you do for that sort of thing. Me and my ears. Oh, speaking of ears. So there were only a few people in theater, right? Or in the theater with me. And so trailers are starting up or just about to start up. I don't know. Maybe the first trailer starts up. This couple walks in just speaking full volume as they're walking across the floor they go and they sit down there like a few rows ahead of me but like pretty far on the other side so i've got some distance in me and then like as each trailer dies down i fucking hear their voices i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me are you joking after i haven't been in the movie theater <laughs> since or i mean besides that clue thing you know i haven't seen a new movie since uh uh rise of skywalker holy shit yeah like this is fucking bullshit I can't believe this is going to happen. I even told myself earlier in the day, I was like, just don't be bothered by people talking. You just have to accept that it's going to happen. You're getting back in the theater. Be happy about it. And between each trailer, I hear their fucking voices. I'm, I'm like seconds away from, well, probably not. I'm seconds away from wanting to go up and say like, <laughs> are you guys going to do this the whole movie? Like, should I leave and try again some other time? So what do you think happens when the movie starts up? Well, I mean, hopefully they shut up. I mean, trailers are fair game. Like, you don't need to be yeah. quiet during the trailers. Yeah. But still, like, full volume fucking talking. But did they? They shut up. Oh, good. I didn't hear a voice through that entire movie, and I was so happy. Oh, man. Woo! I liked that Bond killed Blofeld, and it, it, was, it was handled interestingly. You know, how, like, you're like, oh, shit, he's going to kill him. He's like, and, the, and then he has that, that uh, you know, he stops and he has that little exchange with Tanner. Like, no, I fucking know. Like, and I'm not going to fucking kill him. And then you look over and he's fucking dead. Like, oh, shit. Oh, that's what I want to talk about on a similar note. So this uh, MacGuffin uh, nano Nanobots. machine Ugh. virus uh, that apparently isn't affected by EMPs, even though they're tiny robots. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't even know why it had to be nano. Bots, why couldn't it just be a virus that did this? I mean, this I is... bet it's because of COVID. Oh, I wonder if it was and they changed it yeah, to nanobots? because it, it just took like two little line changes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but so at the end there, I like, I, I've seen a couple different interpretations of what went on when he, when Bond goes up against Safin, because he mentions like anybody you touch will, will die. You'll kill anyone you touch now. But then you see the broken vial and, you know, that was the one that was supposedly tuned. Yeah, to Madeline. Yeah. That was his, his safety or his insurance. And so at the end, was, was, was James Bond going to kill anybody he came in contact with or just them? 
because I don't think it made it super clear. Well, I know it didn't make it clear because I've seen people, <laughs> you know, kind of debating either one. But he does have the line like right afterwards, like now, you know, you, you and me, like we've been infected. Or I don't remember his exact line, but like we've been infected and we'll kill anyone we come in contact with now. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I read it as just them. But but it seemed like that's almost like I mean, it could have gone either way. Like that was the part that was bugging him for sure. Yeah. More than anything. But it's like, why didn't he just get off the island? And like, I mean, he could still talk to them on the phone yeah. and stuff. But have, have a glass partition in their house. Yeah. That's what Matt Myra was saying. And work towards a cure. But if it's, hey, you know, whatever we just got on us because we were in that pool of water, maybe. I don't fucking know. Yeah. See, the pool had already drained and then refilled. Yeah, so that's I don't know true. what's in the water. But he did mention something about killing anyone you come in contact with and if that's the case then it's like well fuck i have to die like there's nothing you know he i I, it's not even a moral option for me to leave this island yeah and and at that point there would be no there there would be no reason for him to like reiterate that to somebody you know like the important part is that he can't see his his woman and his daughter and and he needs to die so like he wouldn't be like oh well i'm poison to everybody yeah the movie plays out the same way either way yeah I heard some people complaining about that, but if, if it was, he was literally a, you know, a walking disease, you know, instant death to anyone he came in contact. Like, yeah, you'd have to live on a, on a colony, like a leper. Yeah. There's there, there, he made the only choice he could possibly have made. Uh, and so I, I got to go back and rewatch it and see what exactly what, what is said in that scene. Cause I, I picked it up as he would kill anybody. Oh, okay. Like even in the moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cause he doesn't come in contact with anybody after that either. Yeah. Interesting. And then when I heard people arguing about, well, why didn't he just zoom them? Yeah. I was like, well, because he'd kill everybody else. Oh, wild. So I need to check that out again. Yeah. So you read it the opposite way yeah. than I read it. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Good. They, well, well, unless they were not trying to be vague. I mean, it, like, like you said, like either way, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't change Mm-mm. the way the movie should play out. I mean, it makes more sense what he did if you interpret it my way because he didn't have an like there was no option at that point yeah it makes it a little less sad sack like well if i can't touch my daughter and lady then i'm not gonna live Um, which is what i've heard a couple people have problems with it's like why would would james bond just turn but i mean at the same time like what other choice does he have these missiles are about to hit yeah he doesn't he doesn't have a way off the island yeah. either like there, there isn't the logistics aren't there yeah he couldn't just regardless. like go for a big dive and and escape yeah with with at least one gunshot wound oh yeah he had several if not yeah saffin multiple. shot him a bunch of times i mean he shot the gun a bunch of times but you know how many times he hit him I oh only... I, I i thought he got shot like two or three times just like right off the bat so yeah probably not a good idea to go swimming in the ocean james bond dies by a heroic missile strike is better than james bond eaten by shark yeah and so just as far as like the shot i don't know if i if i liked having the camera sitting right behind him as like it's exploding and then watching like the flame go up i feel like that shot has been overused like i think i would have rather it, it just like cut to a to a far away shot of the island getting blown up yeah i i agree with that I mean, which it did after, but that's not quite the way those missiles work. Like it shows them like coming in like flat and then like diving straight down. Like they go way up and then come way down. Oh, interesting. Like most, most medium range ballistic missiles like almost go into 
orbit and come back yeah, down. Yeah, because like, like a the, large arc. The timing was right. You know, them them saying like, like oh, well, it's going to be nine minutes because like, yeah, they have to travel. You wouldn't see them fly overhead. They would seem like they're coming yeah. from space. Yeah. But that's not as Fuck dramatic. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, overall, it was a good flick. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it again and kind of internalizing a bit more. So did you stay? Oh, what? For through credits? Yeah. Fuck no. I don't do that. Marvel hasn't taught you? No, Marvel has taught me that I don't like people that do that, so I'm not going to encourage those motherfuckers. <sighs> All right. You ready for this then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So credits roll. It goes, so normally a James Bond movie ends with- uh, yeah, James with, Bond coming back. Yeah, James Bond will Next. return. Yes, yeah. And they waited until after all the fucking credits, the Panavision, the everything, to say that goes black. All of a sudden, lights come on in a corridor. Dude's walking down the corridor. You can tell it's Mallory, even though it's uh, not well lit. He goes into a laboratory. In there, guess. Q? Yeah, Q. Money Penny. Bunch of nameless technicians. They're like, is it ready? Or or what do you say? It's like, is it? I feel like I made a note of it. Bond left so much sperm around the world, it'd be almost <laughs> impossible not to clone him. Yeah, James Bond Jr. Um, lab looked, it, it looked similar to like Safin's labs where, there, where there's like tubes and shit. And, um, and he's like, like, is it, is it ready? Or, or are you prepared or something like that? And Q's like, oh, you know, as, one, as prepared as one can be in this situation. And then Money Penny's like, "Do you think it'll work?" And Q like plugs this thing in, like 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 a little cylinder similar similar to the fucking like little DNA vials they had. And then he's he's like, "It has to for what's coming next or something like that." And then you look down and the vial says, "Bond, comma James." So it's like, wait. So you made a joke about cloning. Are they going to clone him? Is this like a a a backdoor like if we want to keep the same like M? Barf. You know, Q, Money Penny, like, like we can if we want to. You know, like, I mean, maybe it's a a way so they can have a young a young James Bond learning again without having to restart everything. I don't know. Like, would they even do that? And why would they? I don't know. That's. I'm glad I didn't watch that. Oh, oh, it's not real. I made that all up. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where I got that idea, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to fake Ben out into thinking there was a post credit scene. And I wrote that this morning. Nice. But the James Bond will return at the end did happen. Oh, I mean, of course, James. <laughs> Money still green. Yes. On the future of James Bond. I've heard some people being like, how are they going to come back from this one? How are you going to like, what the fuck are you talking about? James Bond had a very loose continuity before. You'll just have a new a new dude doing new James Bond adventures. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. It, it doesn't have to tie to this at all. Yeah. It's going to be completely different. I think what, what's kind of a bummer about what, what the Craig era did to the old bond stuff was that it restarted everything. Like, like everything leading up to the Craig era could have existed. You know, I mean, granted like time doesn't work that way, but like it, it you know, it could have been the same guy who went on all these adventures you know, and, and like, yeah, like those other ones just happened whenever, like yeah. the timeline doesn't necessarily matter and co any continuity errors, well, who gives a shit? Yeah. But, but with Craig, it restarted everything and now it has ended things again. So it's like we, you know, th there's, nobody's going to be picking up from Craig era continuity. So no. we're, we're kind of left to restart unless they just 
throw us into an adventure where Spectre exists. And it's yeah. James Bond fighting Spectre. Fuck yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. never mind. I guess that's not ma- such a It doesn't bummer. matter at all. I mean, it's like, you know, James Bond is a character, not a continuity. And the character exists, and, you know, and each adventure is kind of its own thing. And Craig's adventure just happened to be really big. Yeah. And span five movies. And uh, that's fine. And I'm hoping on the next one they go back to just single fucking things that don't, you know, go back to the traditional Bond formula. Yeah. And like you said, I, I would love to see like a 50s or 60s period piece of Bond. Yeah. That would be fucking amazing. That's the right era because that's the original Bond era mm-hmm. where it would be really cool to see that. But, you know, I mean, if they wanted to do Bond in space, uh, fuck, why not? There, there's no continuity, so you can't ruin anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be really interesting to see what they do next. Like, do they go back to old Bond trappings? Do they try to go gritty again because it worked so well in Casino Royale? Like, it'll be really interesting. You know, I mean, like for for all we know, they could pick somebody and pick a a way to go about it that totally flops, and then yeah. they'll have to reboot again. And that's fine because yeah. it's not like there haven't been bad James Bond movies yeah. before. <laughs> I mean, well, and it, and a lot okay. of times, it's like every other movie. Yeah. You know, so we just got a, we, we had a bad one. We just got a good one and we're set up for a bad one. You know, it, it, and, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Like they don't all need to be good. Like, it's not like it's different than like star Wars for me where like there is a continuity and it, and it's meant to make sense and it's meant to all tell the same story. And that's, it's, you know, there's no continuity in James Bond. Like as long as you get the character right, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You can do caveman James Bond. <laughs> I, I think it'd be hard to get the character right i recommend people see the movie i enjoyed it a lot made me fucking cry hopefully you've all seen the movie if you just heard us talk about all this yeah. or you had no or interest. you didn't give a shit about yeah. it yeah if you uh if you enjoyed this episode or any of the others go give us a review on one of the review places uh we've got uh swag at uh shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and uh we're part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. That we are. Uh, we've got a Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon is a thing. Uh, what other s- statements of fact do we got? Uh, um, should we should we throw our uh, our gamer tags up on on the Discord in case anybody wanted to play Back for Blood? Because I know I know Joey wants to. Um, oh yeah, we but- should. But, uh, you know, cause then if, if, at least if we're friends with them on there, then, then we, like, people will know when, when we're playing. playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Craig from last call has got it too. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, yeah, we should, uh, theme song is celebration by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Goodbye. We have Goodbye. the time. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. 
On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.